Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. A special episode of I See Things a Little Differently. We're coming to you on Halloween. Well, this is recorded before Halloween. But I had a bunch of people come up with this idea of, hey, maybe you should do a Halloween episode. And I'm just not personally into the horror genre. But I also had Nico, who who we'll have on in just a second, tell me, hey, you should do this. And I'm like, since everyone wants to do this, I'm going to try to have a guest host on. That way we can actually talk about it, right? And so Nico agreed to come on, which we've gotten great feedback from the times we've done stuff. So, what's up, Nico? How are you today? Man, I'm good. Uh, just, yeah, happy to be on. Talk about some horror, some Halloween stuff. Uh, over over here in Houston at the time of this recording, uh, the Astros are in the World Series, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a pretty cool time over here in the city. Well, I mean, not being on topic for a second... You know, the Astros have had a up and down last four years, winning a World Series, getting caught cheating, and but they've still been in the mix the last four years. So it's like, yeah. it's sometimes like, even if they, they did admit to cheating, I, we, there's no disputing that. However, though, it still makes you wonder how much cheating help if they're still contenders. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've made the ALCS five years in a row. So literally the final four teams, five years in a row. Uh and, you know, what, three years ago is whenever the whole scandal kind of came out. Which Something like that. Pretty much, pretty much every team in the MLB was doing. We we're just the ones that got caught. But that's a, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're winning regardless. So, I mean, <coughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we have to prove anything anymore. But winning a World Series title right now this year would be, would be amazing just to kind of cap it off and just – Tell people to stop hating so bad. Well, that's not going to be easy. You have the Braves. <laughs> the Braves are hungry. They haven't been to the World Series in, what, 21 years, 22 years, something like that? Yeah, uh, I think their last appearance was 1999. So. Yeah, So, and that was the heyday of the Braves where they went to World Series every freaking year, too. So yeah. um, they're hungry as well. But you're right. It is that is for a different podcast. So we're going to talk <laughs> about a little horror genre. And as I said before, it's just something I'm not into and honestly, it's been, it's not that I haven't seen scary movies, like, in the last 20 years or whatever it's been. It's just been, they don't, they don't tickle my fancy bone, you know? Like, example, the last time I went to a movie that was a horror movie was, it was two in one day, actually, because because I was on a date, and this chick was uh, into horror films, so we went to this movie, it doesn't matter. It was one of the saws. I don't remember which one. It was one of the saws, and it was this other movie. What is the name? I can't remember the name of it, but it's the movie where like this this couple goes around and they see they try to understand like horrors and people's houses and if they're ghosts or not or whatever. And I don't uh, remember. The Conjuring. Yes. Um, yeah. And I don't remember which one it was. It doesn't even matter at this point. So I have seen those in the theater, but that I was on a date. I was trying to get sex. It, that's a different topic. Anyways. <laughs> Um, so the, I will, I do want to start because I think it's a good idea that you, what you said. So the two movies that kind of like turned me off from like scary movies when I was a kid was Freddy Krueger and Chuck, Chucky. Those things were just terrifying to me. Um, for me, I guess before I give it to you, the things that were kind of terrifying to me about Freddy Krueger was, and I guess also a part of me is desensitized. And I don't know how you feel about this, but the more I like study writing and study like the things that, have 
uh, form the culture we have now, whether it's things we got from Alfred Hitchcock or Edgar Allan Poe. I just don't don't enjoy as much TV in general. So it's not just a horror genre. It's just in general, like when I see something coming, a, a twist or a turn coming, I get turned off so fast. And I'm just like, ugh. And that's with a lot of things, not just this genre, but with Freddy Krueger in particular, it just was at the time of the, at the, of that movie of Freddy's heyday, just having this guy with iron hand or whatever reason. I don't even remember the origin story. It just his his look was terrifying. The makeup was perfect, and then he was like this. You could I could legitimately see him like popping out of your closet as you're getting dressed after a shower, just killing you. It was just like f this dude, and Chucky yeah. dude. I am a torque a lifelong toy collector. Last thing I need is my action figures coming to life and murdering me. So I, I have a I too have a two I just have an overactive imagination, but those two things just scared me off for the from the horror genre altogether. Um but I think it's a fun genre for sure when it's done right. Um but what got you into it? Because I noticed that a lot of your work is influenced by the horror genre. Yeah, well, I mean first first off on the Freddy Krueger stuff, I mean I I can totally see how, you know, you're terrified as a child. I mean, you know, the, the, the concept of Freddy Krueger in itself, a guy that haunts you and tracks you down in your dreams to kill you, basically meaning that you should never fall asleep. So, I mean, like, what, what more what, what, what more terrifying is there for a kid than being like, oh, I cannot fall asleep because if I do, this guy's going to come and kill me in my dreams. Like, so it's... it's, it's it's such an interesting concept. I think I mentioned that to you before, but I, I think that's such a cool little uh, kind of nuanced thing that you don't see on every horror movie. But uh, but yeah, for me, the one movie that messed me up big time as a kid, and now looking back on it, it's not that bad. And it's I mean I I mean I, I can see why I hated it as a kid, but it was the original It movie. Um, so it was the it was the I think it was a two part movie that it was like on CBS or something, but it was a a, a, a TV movie that was made in two parts. Like the first part was whenever they were kids, the second part is whenever they grow up. I don't know if you've seen it at all or the new one or the old one. I saw the old one a long time ago. I haven't seen the new ones yet though. Yeah. Yeah, so just the the look of the clown of, of Pennywise was just I still think that the original Pennywise is is more terrifying than the than the new version. I just think like that. I don't know some, something. I, I think it's Tim Curry is the name of the actor that played the old Pennywise. But just something about like his elongated face and like his <laughs> bald head with like the bozo clown hair. But then like his mouth would be like you know filled with like fangs and stuff. And then. To cap that off, my sister, she's a couple years older than me, but she loved that movie. So she would just be like, oh, instead of watching Disney Channel today, let's just pop in the It VHS and like watch this two-parter. And I, I hated it. I would like, have to run out of the room whenever she would do it. But, uh, but yeah, that was that was the, 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 the big movie for me when I was a kid. You know, now looking back, it's not as, you know, it's not as terrifying. But still, I think that design of Pennywise was... Uh, was was pretty nuts but uh like you said the, i guess the the influence in horror I, for, for some reason horror the the things i like about horror it's not necessarily all like the, the jump scares and everything but i think it's just the cinematography and like the atmosphere that comes with making horror films 
because, you know, typically in horror films, it's not straightforward camera work, you know? It's more, how can I insinuate something creepy behind that door or something creepy behind the corner? Or how can I make this dark room even more terrifying by, you know, lighting up this wall or making this flickering light happen? So I, I think <clears throat> horror and comics kind of go so hand in hand like that. Because with comics, it's such a visual medium that, you know, you're constantly thinking about how can I enhance the mood of this scene? Mm. And I feel like you're you're constantly doing that in horror films as well. So, yeah, I, th- yeah, I, th- I think you're pretty accurate in that assessment. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm influenced by, the, by some of those horror things. And, you know, for me, I, I guess that's the kind of thing that... I think that's also the kind of thing that turned me off from the horror genre was when I was younger and I was watching um, many horror films, like as far as like, even if I was in the same room with people, because you know this, when you're when you're younger, you don't have a car, you have no way of getting out of certain situations. So a lot of times you're just sitting at a friend's house, they pop something in, you're like stuck watching it. So I know I've watched more than I can remember. I just I just probably wasn't paying attention, you know, but to me, I think a part of the horror genre that I just didn't like. And what it became for a little bit for me personally, and I'm obviously not an aficionado, but it came up to like I feel like more movies came was trying to get the jump scares and not the proper build up to the big, the big scare, you know. Yeah. Um, I I will say one movie that I thought was good, the very first one I thought was good. This may be a hot take. I don't think it is. I'm doing air quotes there. I thought the first screen was good. I liked the twists and turns in it. I thought Nev Campbell played a, played a great uh, a protagonist, and I did like the surprises in that one. Obviously, the more films you do in the genre, the more it just gets over saturated and whatever. But that's when I do remember, but in particular, that was like, okay, that was kind of cool. Like I, I personally didn't see that last twist coming, you know, with mm-hmm. her. Like I think the whole thing was like he was waiting to have sex with her, and she was a virgin, and finally he was ready to kill her, and. I mean, first of all, yeah, I, can't, I can't remember the, the exact twists and turns, but I remember when I saw it, it was a while ago, uh, but, you know, slasher and, you know, you thought it was this person and ended up being her boyfriend and the other, I can't remember exactly, but yeah. Yeah, I think that was it. I think, like, after she lost her virginity to him, then he was ready to kill some weird shit. Anyways, but to me, I think after that, that I think that's what kind of turned me off. Anytime I was watching a horror film with someone... It just felt like it was more of like trying to get the jump scares and less of the psychology of it. And to me, I think that's what I'm more into is the psychology of of the entertainment. Like last time you were on, I think you made a comment to the effect of uh, you, you, you you felt that I was a, I was a more of a, con, a, a more of a world building guy, universe building guy. And I am to a degree. Like if you get let's example, if you right story right and you t- you tell me in the first issue this is going to be a part of a connected universe now i'm going to hold you to it right yeah but i love single story issues like anything else like to me red sun from superman is a great just alone story injustice is a great just alone story the killing joke is a great just one part story you know about something um but i guess i'm big on like hey once you promise me this you now need to deliver <laughs> you know that's when yeah. i can't get out of it and to me like that's what he kind of lost me with the saw films because like yeah. I, it was i i can't even remember everything about it so i'm, I'm a horror I'm, I, this is gonna be a horrible review for me but <laughs> like 
I never understood the guy who was dying's motivation for torturing these people. Like, he, yeah, I never understood. I never understood it, and no one ever could explain it to me well. It was just like, hey, I'm, I'm just what I'm into. I said, I'm not knocking it. I just, you want me yeah. to go with you? Can I at least know why I'm spending my twenty five dollars at a movie theater that to a movie that I don't want to see? Yeah, no, yeah, totally. The Saw movies were kind of an interesting franchise to me because they kind of like you know base themselves around the whole torture porn thing, like. You know, all these guys going through these insane torture-driven challenges. How can this one's, this guy's eyeballs get ripped out, you know, and his stomach chopped off? And it, it was it was so kind of coalesced in that in that genre that, you know, I, I probably only saw the first three, I think. But they were pretty much all the same to me. I mean, an interesting play on, like, fear, you know, because mm-hmm. there really weren't uh, as far as I can remember, the only other movie that was even a little bit like it was Hostel, the the Hostel movies. I've heard um, of them. Though. I've heard of them. I never seen them though. Yeah, basically those movies were um, kids. I'm pretty sure it was like kids backpacking around Europe. Um, they decide to uh, stay at a at a hostel, and it ends up being basically a place where like rich people pay a whole bunch of money to torture people. Which is it's you know it's it's pretty fearful you know, but watching movies about it, eh, not not my thing you know that's. I, but the the other, th- I mean I do enjoy like body some uh, body horror movies you know like movies like The Thing, or um, The Fly the nineteen eighties version, uh, uh, David Cronenberg with Jeff Jeff Goldblum I love that movie. Um, and I think I, I, I mentioned to you before, uh, American War, War, Werewolf in London, mm-hmm. the 1980 something, uh, reboot, but there's, you know, there's some really body horror type stuff where like, and in, in particular, the scene where the main character is first transforming into the, into the werewolf. I mean, it's, it's a nut scene, but you know, the, the, the practical effects and like all the prosthetics they use to like, you know, capture this guy transforming into a, a werewolf. Mind you, this is in the in the eighties, so it's you know it's not crazy hyper realistic. But man, that that scene is just nuts. So I, I do like some of the body horror type stuff, but I'm not so into the torture stuff. I always felt that was kind of a little off putting. But I understand why some people like it. I mean, it's 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 certainly a different type of take on fear, but. See, it's not my for sure. see, it's interesting you say that because I think we can all say that about certain genres we like, right? Like to me, I was talking to someone about this uh, whenever it doesn't matter at this point. They were saying how they don't like the dark comic books, right? Which is why I don't really like DC comic books. Which why like I never I had never heard this take before. That's what I thought was so interesting. Uh, a young lady I was talking to at a comic con um, was like, I don't like Batman because he's too dark. I was like, Wow, I've never heard that because because huh. I, I I just never heard that because. I mean that's what his gimmick is, right? <laughs> but like we right, all yeah. we all kind of cherry pick the things we like. But like even if we like a genre a lot, some things could just be a little too much for us, right? Like, mm-hmm. like and I could see. But when she broke it down to me, I, I understood. Like you have a lot of death before you can get to the superhero stuff. Dick Grayson's parents die. Bruce Wayne's parents die. Everyone's parents are dead. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> so like you 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 get all that, and then you just say, hey, I just 
I just want to read a freaking comic book, dude. Or I want to just watch a movie or whatever. So it's interesting you say that because I think we all do it. And what it comes down to is a lot of times you just have to pick and choose. That's why I tell people a lot of times. That's why I love, like, as, as I'm still building the Wednesday show and we're, we're our, our numbers are going up. That's why I love the wrestling show because people who will follow me understand that that's how I am with wrestling. Like, I don't enjoy every part of wrestling. I really just watch what I want to watch. And that's what I talk about. Otherwise, I can... Dude, some of the, some of the stuff is out there is kind of trash, you know. And yeah. but I think you can say that about everything. And so to me, the same way I feel about the whole jump scare thing, it's, I, to me, like I said, I just there is a certain psychology to it that's just perfect. And I think mm-hmm. stuff like um, I don't know, I don't think this would be considered a fucking horror film. You would tell me, but you would know better than me. But I thought I could see The Shining being kind of like a horror film in a way, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's. I mean, you, you look at a lot of, like, the top 50 horror movies of all time. I mean, you see The Shining, like, one or two in pretty, in pretty much all the lists. They're, they're top five, at least. But, okay. Yeah, I mean, Shining, Shining is definitely a horror film. Um, but like you said, it does focus a lot more on the psychological aspects of horror, which I think for the time, especially when it came out, was super unique. Mm. Um, that See, that's why I'm... I'm, I'm it's, it's interesting that you're not into some of the new um, horror because there, if you're if you're into the psychological aspects of it, there's some incredible movies, uh, um, horror-driven movies like that that um, uh, A24 Studios putting out. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of um, Hereditary or or uh, Midsummer. I have not actually. No, I'll check them out. Man, I'll look them yeah, I, I think I think you should put those on your radar in a. Because they're not like, you know, they're not jump scare driven. They're not traditional horror. They're not really body horror. Um, but they're more of like dealing with just, you know, psychological aspects and like just some kind of like weird kind of indie horror. Um, another movie is The uh, the uh, Lighthouse with um, uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, William Dafoe. Mm. It's, a, it's another... It's a, It's not like a full horror movie, but it's more like that psychological. Um, almost there's some love Lovecraftian type of horror in it, which you know it's more akin to like monsters and stuff. Um, you know, I'm sure if you if you if if you like comics, I'm sure you know you're you're you, you like seeing monsters and stuff too. But right, right. Um, but yeah, they, I I really think you should give some of this new modern stuff out uh, a, a try because. It's 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 not Chucky, it's not Freddy Krueger, it's not Jason, it's not Halloween. So, yeah, you know, I, 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 I recommend this. Sorry, to cut you off. You know, and I'm glad you brought up Halloween because that's 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 always on my mind, right? Because that is sure. definitely a genre that has lasted the, the, the test of time, right? I've yeah. never seen a second of it. If you can explain, because I don't know how many people in our audience actually are horror films. Like 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 when I, when people ask me to do stuff, I, that's why I was kind of surprised. I had the feedback I had in my DMs, my emails about, hey, you should do it, because I've never spoken about anything horror. So I was, like, mm-hmm. surprised at the number of people who wanted me to talk about horror, because I don't know where they got that idea from, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But one of the things that came up was, can you talk about Halloween? I know nothing about Halloween. Like, I know Jamie Lee Curtis became a star from it. I know she mm-hmm. returned to it. I know they just dropped a new Halloween, I think, two weeks ago. As of this yeah. recording, yeah. but can you break yeah. down what exactly Halloween is? Well, there's Halloween is such an interesting franchise because you know I think the first one came out in the 70s, 
seventies, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. But the the first one was basically just about Michael Myers escapes out of prison, out of I don't know if it's a prison or a mental asylum, but he just escapes and haunts this this neighborhood and and in particularly uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. He's basically just a masked a masked mass of a monster that wears, you know, obviously you've seen the the uh, Michael Myers mask. Yeah, I um, yes. But yeah, it's the the very first film. It's it's very it's very um just in terms of story and like plot and uh, personification, it's very very thin. You know, it's basically this guy terrorizes this neighborhood, terrorizes Jamie Lee Curtis, and tries to kill her the whole time. You know, and it's and, and it's but you know for the time it was very unique because it was like it was pretty much in you know it it. it invented the, the the slasher where this guy is just terrorizing different deaths you know using that cinematography and camera work that I was talking about earlier in unique ways to kind of in, insinuate this tense you know these these tense uh, situations but and then I believe it was in the second movie I, I'm, I'm not I'm not super versed in Halloween but you know I've seen a handful of them. Um, but it's fine. You find out that Michael Myers is Jamie Lee Curtis's brother. So, and then it becomes like this whole thing about him, like trying to capture his sister. Um, and then I don't, I know that I think Halloween three was season of the witch and I haven't seen this one, but apparently it doesn't really deal much with Michael Myers. It deals more with like the paranormal and kind of witchcraft, I think. Mm. So I, I, I really do want to see that one. Um, and then I think Halloween four was like, I think that was the H two O one. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that one because it wasn't that the one with like some. I think it had like LL Cool J in it and a bunch of random people and. Maybe it, it, I mean it, it sounds right because it was. I think it came out around like you know year year two thousand. Um, you know, kind of that. That that whenever like slashers were kind of cool to have like you know a rapper in it and like you know, <laughs> stuff like that, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't. Uh, I'm I'm looking at a list here just to like see how many Halloweens there are because I can't remember. But okay, so yeah, I'm wrong on that. H2O is basically number seven in the franchise. Um, so yeah, there's Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween three, the season of the witch, Halloween four, the return. Halloween five, yeah, it, it's it's nuts. But anyway, after all that happens, it, I, it they rebooted it in 2018 to basically kind of bring it back to its roots. Um, I did see that 2018 reboot. It was okay. Um, it it did go back to those kind of original Halloween number one roots, mm. um, where it was just kind of focusing on like the slasher terrorizing aspect of it um i will see halloween kills which is the one that just came out which is basically a direct sequel to the 2018 one um but yeah halloween's a it's a it's a it's a cool kind of um how do you say it tradition right Right, halloween time october tradition um so i I do think that it's cool and unique in, in that aspect but um I'm not the biggest Halloween fan. I, I enjoy them. I, th- I think they're fun, but uh, 
But yeah, it's kind of my take on, on Halloween. <laughs> Understood. But more than that, I could tell you. Before I let you go, I have a couple more questions. So one, because I actually want to switch gears after this, but I do want to ask this. One, what movie would you recommend if someone is... Because clearly we have, we clearly have horror fans in my audience, which I didn't know. But if you could recommend one movie, what would you recommend? If you could say to stay away from one movie, tell them that movie, give reasons why, and then give your favorite horror movie of all time. Okay, all right. So the the one, I guess, the one movie um, that I'd recommend, I really like. It's more recent; just came out. James Wan movie called Malignant. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a more modern take on horror, but whether you're a horror fan or a horror adjacent fan, or just like kind of some weird stuff, this movie just takes some insane turns. Um, so I, I don't think you've seen it, um, yet. Have you? No, I have not. Yeah, so um yeah, so I'm 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 not going to spoil too much cuz I really think you would like it even not being a horror fan, but there are a lot of horror aspects in it and it can be taken as a horror movie, but there's also just some insane like wild concepts in it. So I totally I totally recommend uh Malignant. Um What was the other one that was the other question you said what to to stay away from? Yes. Yeah, um, so, what to stay away from? You know, I'm, one, one franchise that people kind of like a lot, and I never really saw, like, the whole, um, the whole, uh, spiel around it was Leprechaun movies. Do you remember those? I haven't heard that in a, in years. I forgot how those existed. <laughs> yeah, so, like, there's, a whole bunch. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, I guess they're fun for some people, but I always thought they were just like stupid nonsense cheesiness. Um, one thing I would recommend, I, can I, can I throw another yeah, of recommendation in there? Of course. Um, so it's another thing that I think, you know, maybe non horror fans or people who don't know too much about horror would be, um, if you check out the original twilight zone episodes, so I'm talking 1960 through 1962 through like 1965 was like the original run. Um, you can find these. I think they, I think they're on Netflix or they used to be on Netflix, but I know for sure it's on it's on Hulu now. All seasons, all episodes. I think it's like five seasons with like 30 episodes apiece. But the reason I, I love the old Twilight's and revisiting those because. You know, they're not, you know, straight up horror, but they're very you know, kind of strange and weird and kind of, you know, lean into like that whole eerie vibe. Um, and the the interesting thing to me about it is to see like how all these kind of crazy ideas, you know, originated back in the 1960s and like the imagination on these creators back then. Hmm. I mean, do you guys have uh, there's 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 guys like Ray Bradbury writing scripts for these for these episodes, which I didn't be, I, I didn't know until I started watching it. Um, and it's interesting to see what they do with like minimal, uh, you know, budget, minimal graphics 
and just kind of how they like think outside the box and create these interesting little 30 minute short stories. Um, and they, they, you know, they, they typically, it's typically about like, you know, a bad person does bad things and that bad person gets what's coming to them. Um, some episodes are a little bit or a little more lighthearted and funner, but they all kind of deal around more of like that strange horror, strange weirdness. And like a lot of the concepts in those episodes, you know, are kind of like have gone through time and been reiterated and reiterated to like what we know now as, you know, weird sci-fi or weird horror. But it's just cool to see, you know, these kind of, you know, short stories originating back then and like how imaginative and creative they were. So I definitely recommend that. Especially for you, as you know, for someone who's not super into horror, and you know, you know, you don't really like all the blood and guts, maybe of, of all like slashers and stuff. But something like Twilight Zone is a really good introduction uh, for a for a, for a non horror fan. But um, yeah, I just I, I I had to throw that in there just because I, you know, I'm not too sure. I'm not you know sure what your demographic is of of listeners, but I'm not sure if they've you know, checked out the old Twilight Zone episodes, but I, I certainly recommend them. Apparently they're maniacs. That's all I can say. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, so they might like, but no, I do agree. I have seen some Twilight episodes. Um, so I, I do know what you're talking about and I do agree with that. Um, I have not seen the whole collection, but I do remember my uncle when I was really young. The one of the things he would do is he would stay up all night long and watch Twilight Zone reruns. Um, yeah. So like I said, because I was so young when all this stuff happened, I don't remember a lot of it. But I do remember some parts of it, and I agree. For them to have everything so minimal, or it was just the technology of their time, and they used it to the best of their ability, and a lot of this stuff came out amazing because they actually had to, once again, tell stories and tell the psychology of stuff. And you know what? When you brought Twilight Zone, it reminded me of one, of one thing that I did watch when I was younger. And it wasn't necessarily too scary. It was just really creepy at times was Tales mm-hmm. from the Crypt. That that was pretty uh, popular for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that, I mean, that kind of... Yeah, that was one of the other ones that kind of freaked me out as a kid, too, sometimes. Because, I mean, like, the, the, the Crypt Keeper in itself was... He was, you know... It was a funny, kind of, like, old ghoul, you know, making jokes and stuff. But for some reason, it kind of freaked me out, you know, going into the graveyard at the beginning of the episode and, you know, his creepy-ass face... <laughs> But, no, no, yeah, Tales from the Crypt, and there's, I don't know if you've heard of Shudder, so Shudder is like that the, familiar. Um, it's like the, you know, the, the, the horror streaming service. Yes, yes, that's why I sound familiar, there you go. Yeah, so there is, there's a show on there called Creep Show, which is, it's, ba- it, I love the vibe of it, and since you're into comics, you, you, you might like it too, but like, it's, they're really playing into like old horror comics with like the whole like aesthetic of the show. Like they'll have like little comics captions and like kind of like comics pages kind of flip through before each episode and stuff. Um, but creep show is basically, it's a horror anthology. Um, I think it's 30 or 30 minute episodes or an hour. I can't remember, but I, I, I think it's an hour each episode, but there's two little short stories in each. But, but yeah, they deal with, you know, little short horror stories, um, you know, some monster kind of creature features sometimes. Uh, they even have an episode that 
um, riffs off uh, uh, Sam uh, Raimi's Evil Dead, which I thought was amazing, because they actually have like the 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 the, the book. And I don't, know, I don't know if you've seen Evil Dead, but basically Evil Dead is like this this possessed book that gets unleashed and all this crazy stuff happens. But uh, but there's an episode where they actually deal. It's centers around the the uh, Evil Dead book, which was which was awesome. Uh, but yeah, so Creepshow is another kind of cool. Uh, horror anthology, which is, you know, it's interesting because the the that kind of horror, strange, weird anthology originated with Twilight Zone, you know, back in the 60s. Mm. And it's just awesome to see how, like, that concept just trickled throughout time, you know, Creepshow, Black Mirror, uh, American Horror Story, um, all these that are kind of, like, more or less, like, anthologies or, like, one-season episodes, like... They, I feel like they all originate from Twilight Zone, which is another kind of cool thing behind it. You know, and last question from me on this topic, and I want your opinion on something else, um, is what's your favorite of, of all time, if you have one? Yeah, fa- favorite of all time is a, it's, it's a tough one, man. Um, so I, I love John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, like, like I told you before, I... You know, you can probably see in, in, in a lot of my comics work and whoever's, you know, following me on Instagram and stuff, but I love I love drawing non-human things. You know, I love drawing monsters or just aliens, um, you know, things not of this world. So the thing was, or is one of those type of, and this is the 1980s John Carpenter version. There was a remake uh, that was made. It wasn't great. Uh, but the original was just it played with like that psychology thing because basically the thing is, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's about like this research team in, in the, in the Arctic. Um, there's this, uh, thing, if, if, you know, for lack of a better term that is kind of going around this research facility that, um, basically whenever it inhabits its host, it transforms it into this nasty, like, inside-out version of of the person um and it's the whole movie is about like okay who who is infected like who has it who has the thing inside of them and uh there is just some incredible like uh practical effects in that movie um some body horror that's just you know in my opinion not rivaled until this day and i mean even until this day uh just because cg and stuff like does not do you know doesn't do anything like a practical effect can do mm-hmm. um so the, the the thing is up there um let's see what else um if we're talking zombie movies um i love 28 days later um is 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 the best zombie film <coughs> uh cillian murphy is in it um i think they capture like the brutality and just kind of the the insanity of a zombie apocalypse so well um, let's see, man. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Some of the more modern ones that I that I enjoy. Um, I mentioned uh, Midsummer earlier. I think that that movie there. It's it's an incredible kind of such a different take on horror. A very artsy art house take on horror um, that I think I, I've never seen before, and I'm sure we'll get more. Um, because I know that the, the, the director of that film, he's, 
kind of into like this art house horror, which I think is a really cool kind of genre. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of three three that kind of fly off the top of my head. Uh, I'm sure there's there's a there's there's a whole bunch more, um, but yeah, those those three are definitely right up there with the best. All right, so now we're switching gears. I just because. A couple weeks ago, um, we had DC Fandom, and I spoke about it a couple weeks ago as well on my show. And I wanted to get your opinion since I have you on here right now, of because I made a comment on on my show that people were they thought it was a, and people had to realize I could tell it's new listeners, which I love having new listeners, but I think they overthink it and they're like, oh, you're making a hot is that a hot take? I'm like, I don't have hot takes. I don't know what that means. So I, I made a comment on the show. That Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves, Batman is either going to be really good or really bad. There's not going to be anything in the middle. And the reason why I said that, before I get your opinion on it, let you know why I said it. I feel that way because I feel like the last two years in a row, DC Phantom, the, the highlight has been the Batman trailer. Even last year when we had limited footage, I thought it was a great trailer. Now, we already know great trailers mean nothing sometimes, right? But... <laughs> But for me, I feel like the stories he's adapting, Matt Reeves, and the Batman he's going with, I just feel like it can only be one of two. Like, when I, like see, example, with The Eternals, I can see it being an all right film because they're going to try to fit so much in two and a half hours. I just don't think it's possible to do it, right? You're trying to explain the history of these characters with the history of the villains, plus how Thanos is, uh, is in it, plus why they didn't interfere. This, they're trying to explain so many while introducing 10 main characters. So mm-hmm. I can see that just being an all right film, right? Trying to do too much while making it a spectacle, etc. Not making an excuse for it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm just saying that's my opinion on it. With something like this, where it's supposed to build a franchise, it's supposed to build a Batman, something that I don't think uh, ben Affleck's Batman had a chance to do because it was jumped right into a Superman movie. Um, I feel like trying to build this universe and the thing about Spider-Man and Batman is never going to be fair to them but it's a part of their legacy. To me, in my opinion, those two characters have the greatest rogues gallery of characters ever. Like villains, yeah. like the, Spider-Man and Batman just have the right dynamic when it comes to their villains, right? And so I feel like I see, in the trailers, I see a little bit of Hush, a little bit of year one slash year two, with a little bit of, uh, a little bit of whatever sprinkled in. Because when I look at it, it's clear that Batman and Jim Gordon don't have the power they would they will have later on. Like, Jim Gordon's still being questioned, Batman's still fighting with the cops, like, it just looks like that. But to me, what is your take, if you've seen, I know... You already established that you don't really care to watch trailers too much, but if you have seen the new Batman trailer, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I have seen it. Um, I thought it was I thought it was great. I, I, I enjoy the kind of direction they're going, um, but I kind of have I think I have like three reasons why I really do think that it's going to be really good. Uh, the Batman um, first, Matt Reeves. Um, so, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before or mentioned it to you, but so Planet of the Apes is my favorite film franchise ever. Okay. Including the old ones and including the new ones, which 
Matt Reeves directed, I believe he directed Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which were just incredible movies. Um, and the, the, the whole new franchise, the, the, the newest trilogy was amazing. I mean, it did so much justice to the old films while reintroducing the concept to a new generation, while, you know, giving the respect to, like, you know, the, 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 the CG and everything that's needed for, you know, um, a, a movie like Planet of the Apes. Um, so I, I don't know if you saw the, the newest trilogy, but not. Matt, Matt, Matt Reeves was, did so excellently. Um, so that's why, I mean, direction-wise, I feel like Matt, Matt Reeves was in, incredible, um, and I think he's going to do great um, with uh, Robert Pattinson and everybody else. But uh, another reason is... Um, I do believe that Robert Pattinson is an incredible actor too. Um, if you've seen the the movie called Good Time, um, it's I think it's an A twenty four studio movie, so more art house. Um, but it's basically Robert Pattinson as a criminal on the run, um, just playing an absolute dickhead. But he is just incredible in that movie. Um, so I mean, you put together. Matt Reeves, who's I think directed like one of the greatest trilogies of all time in the new in the new Apes trilogy, with you know a talent like Robert Pattinson. And of course, you know he's known for his Twilight stuff, but everything that I've seen him like, you know, indie film wise, he's been you know incredible. And I mean, I think he, I think he really gives a good like young Bruce Wayne look, um, kind of like a real conflicted. You know, almost emo, young Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, something that, that we really haven't seen too much of, I don't think. Um, you know, plus, I mean, you know, you, you put in the Riddler and, you know, Penguin, these different takes. You know, I'm all about that kind of stuff. Um, but the third reason, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, but um, have you seen the Long Halloween comic? Mm-hmm. Ad- ad- comic? Um, adaptation, uh, Batman film. I have. I, yeah. reviewed, I reviewed it on the show. I have. I've seen both parts. Yep. So, I feel... So, I, I, I watched the first one. So, first of all, the, the, the comic, the graphic novel is my favorite Batman story of all time. Okay. Um, and I've watched part one of The Long Halloween, and my gosh, did it give that... I thought it gave so much justice to the, to the, to the graphic novel. I mean, almost, I mean, at times, just panel for panel, uh, beat for beat. But I felt like, I don't know how you felt, I, I didn't uh, listen to that episode, um, but I felt like it gave so much uh, so much of a cinematic quality to that movie. Just like, you know, it was an animated film, but just the sound design and kind of like this noir tropes that it kind of put in there with, you know... Um, whenever it would have, like, the new uh, holidays would, you know, uh, surpass throughout the film, they would kind of put those stills of, you know, Easter, and it would have, like, you know, a little thing there, or, um, you know, Christmas, and it would have a little, like, still, which which I thought was awesome. But just the vibe of that movie, like, that crime noir, I feel like that's going to translate so much into what they're doing with the Batman, and I feel like... DC almost did that on purpose to put the long Halloween out, like a kind of a crime noir, 
um, mystery film, very close, you know, to like you know, the the you know um, DC fandom and you know the new Batman trailer dropping and everything. Because I feel like they're kind of like you know getting into like that whole um, you know darker mystery crime noir detective vibe in this movie. And I mean, it, you can I mean it certainly looks like what it is. You know, the Riddler is you know maybe leaving clues for Bruce to kind of, you know, on these crimes and whatnot. He's kind of trying to find out, you know, what's going on, going through all these dark, dark channels and avenues. And, um, so yeah, I, I think those three reasons, you know, it's the sheer fact that Matt Reeves is incredible. Uh, Robert Pattinson, um, his indie work has been, you know, insanely good. And then I feel like the, the long Halloween is almost kind of like a, a bit of a gateway into the into the new vibe they're going with um and also i don't know if you know the artist named uh, francisco francavia yes i do but uh so i know that matt reeves um said in an interview that he is basing a lot of the tone and a lot of uh his um camera work and just colors and everything on uh Francisco's uh, artwork. So, and if you know anything about uh, his artwork, it's very like um, crime noirish, and you can just tell from like the logo and like with like the red logo and everything. Like he really is leaning into that. And he says, you know, Matt Reeves says that Frank Avia is like a huge inspiration on the film, his artwork. So, like that's another reason why I'm like, oh hell yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, I have not heard anyone, like, even when I talk about it, it hasn't been on air, but when I talk about it with other people, that they're, they're really looking forward to this movie. But the reaction I'm getting, I've, I just don't think this is one of those films that's going to be in the middle. Like, to me, I'm trying to think of another film that um, that may be the same way uh, coming coming up. Uh, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. I, I, I might have to think about it some more. But to me, I just think this film, like, they, Matt Reeves has set this up. Robert Pattinson has set this up so, so that way it's kind of just like it's either good or not. And for me, a big part. You might be right. They might have set these things up uh, pers- uh, perfectly because if you watch the Long Halloween, I won't give the part two away because I've seen that already. But part one, it's clear that Batman's the young detective. If you listen to the the dialogue, what Jim Gordon says to Batman sometimes, like he says, "Hey man, you should pay more attention to this." And then you see yeah. how Robert Pattinson is very angry and how he's electrocuting people and how there's one scene where I can't tell who he's beating up. It, it think I think it's the Riddler, but like you look at it and it's like holy crap! Like you see Catwoman's face seeing this angry side of of him, and then you see uh, Alfred saying saying you need to be careful. He's like I don't care what happens to me. Like you could tell he has not gotten to the point in his career as Batman yet where he has that that no that no kill rule. You can tell he's you can tell he's still trying to go head first into the things. And the thing that that I will find most interesting is because supposedly rumors air quotes I'm doing air quotes you can't seem doing air quotes. The rumor is is that the Court of Owls will be throwing this. I don't know, and that's more that's a newer take on Batman with the Court of Owls stuff. So I wonder how that's going to all fit into it. Um, whether they're trying to say hey. Um, his parents were the one running it or whatever. I wonder how that's going to go. I know this is supposed to set up a trilogy, um, but I, but I, I just think they, they're doing... I think it's going to be good, too, personally. I just think that yeah. coming out of it is going to be one or the other for people. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm interested in it, man. I'm, I really am because I'm interested in see to see how far Matt Reeves will go into like non-traditional, uh, you know, superhero superhero film. You know, and what I mean by that is like, you know, how many like indie kind of art house sensibilities is, is he going to go into? You know, is he going to, you know, and it, it's rated PG thirteen, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Or is it rated R? I thought it was PG thirteen. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where he takes it. You know, is because I mean, you know, the the uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. I mean, they were pretty dark and pretty uh, crime, you know, crime and uh, oriented. So, you know, how dark is Matt Reeves going to get in this? And you know, is he going to you know, get into those kind of art house, um, you know, imagery type of, you know, uh, camera work, or is he going to, you know, be a little more standard in his approach? Uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. And it's going to be interesting to see like what all these villains do too. Cause they're, they're teasing a lot of villains, a uh, Catwoman, Oh, she looks amazing. She, I, I think that's well, probably, I don't know. I mean, her and, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer were, Incredible. Or Michelle Pfeiffer was incredible, but I think Zoe Kravitz is right up there with uh, with her look. Yeah, and something he did in this trailer was show the many looks of Catwoman. It wasn't just one look. You seen her with a red wig at one point. You seen her with this kind of wig at another point. You seen her with short oh. hair. Like you actually got every side of Catwoman, which I thought was very interesting to me. Yeah. The second tra- and also if we're being honest, and I'll let you go after this. If we're being honest, Batman has always been defined by the villains. It's less about Batman. It's more about his villains. Like, when you see the Penguin, and it's clearly a young version of Penguin, um, who is more rambunctious and dumber than he would... And as he grows, he will realize, hey, I can't beat this guy one-on-one. I have to be more manipulative and everything like that. It comes down to, when you see Batman, it's more of the villains that kind of define, help define the man that he is. And I think as he grows as a detective... Then he's then they then he figures that oh, it's not always about brute force. Brute force doesn't make people go away, mm-hmm. you, know, you know. And so, anyways, no, I, I agree with you. Michelle Pfeiffer was obviously fantastic. I thought Anne Hathaway did a great job as well. Um, yeah, 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 she did. Um, um, but but obviously yeah, to me, well, right? It's just to me, we all have our favorite. Like to me, I'm never gonna fault someone or get on them for saying Jack Nicholson is their favorite Joker. I just don't care enough to get into that conversation. Um, but Jared I, Leto. Huh? What about the, uh, Jared Leto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like some people, some people may think that you know. Um, yeah, I didn't think he was a bad portrayal. I just think they went a little bit too heavy-handed into like you know the damaged tattoo on his forehead and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's a little, little too much, too uh, on the nose there. Right, right, and so I'm looking forward to. But I did want to get your thought on that. It's, it, and since it is Halloween, why not? Bats are scared of people. So, anyways, um, yeah. Nico, give them your information, where you can find you, um, and 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 tell me if you have any cons coming up, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, well, first, so there's one last horror movie, Alien. I don't know if you know if you can, can consider that a, a horror movie, but it's more of a horror sci-fi. But that's an incredible horror movie as well. So, I don't think you've watched it before, so you should definitely check it out, Brian. 
I, I will. I, you know what? I actually have been writing some stuff down. That's why when you asked me questions earlier, I was uh, not focused on the show. I should have been. <laughs> I was actually writing some stuff down to put on my list for to watch the next couple. I have, I have a lot of stuff to watch. It's just hard to get to everything because freaking, man, I, I, I wanted to finish watching Titans Season t- 3. I did, but I also wanted to start Doom Patrol. Then I wanted to start Young Justice, and I started Young Justice, but with me traveling as much as I do, and the thing, the biggest caveat I have, and this is just, I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's a me thing, or if it's just, uh, or if it's something that other people go through as well. I actually hate watching TV on my phone. I prefer watching it like on a bigger screen. So like, I could have probably been, I could have probably watched Doom Patrol already and got to season two or whatever. But like, I just hate watching. Um, I just hate watching TV on my phone. I just think it's not. I just, I just don't care for it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, um, no, totally. I, I hardly ever watch anything on my phone. I've got to at least be on, you know, on a lap or a tablet or, but preferably a TV screen. But yeah. right, right. So that's what I'm, so I'm so behind on so many things. But as these holiday season comes comes up, things well, things won't slow down for us because we actually because this year is different than every other year because we have comic cons in December. Usually comic cons yeah. are like it's like usually like two cons. And it's like in Manitoba, Canada, which I'm not going to. But like this year, back to back, you have ECC on one weekend. I think December 3rd, December 5th. The following weekend, you have uh, freaking uh, C2E2. But also the same weekend as Emerald City Comic Con, you have LA Comic Con. So you still have a bunch of, like now con season is just kind of like attached to this part of this year due to COVID. And... And so, like, usually this will be my downtime, but I'm still going to be traveling a lot. So I'm going to probably bring, start bringing my tablet with me everywhere I go just so I can freaking watch some of these things. Because, like I said, I wasn't, I, I've been trying to get Young Justice, watch Young Justice for years. And I just, oh, yeah, me too, man. I, I really want to watch that show. Yeah, and I just, so my, right, my sister has HBO Max, so I've been watching it. Um, I think I'm only at episode five of season one, though. So it is like 20 episodes in a season and even if even if they're only 30 minutes it's still time and you want to digest everything and um all that stuff so anyways uh, what can you find you nico yeah so uh you can find me on instagram at nico writes n-i-c-o underscore w-r-i-t-e-s you can find me there uh at the same handle on twitter as well uh conventions wise i don't really have too much lined up other than the next thing i'll be at is uh, emerald city comic-con um, I won't have a booth or anything, but I'll be there <laughs> um, with comics and stuff, um, just kind of networking, talking to people. So um, hopefully, you know, if any of your listeners are out over there, uh, I can meet them and we can have a have a good chat. Um, Instagram-wise, I'm doing uh, Inktober sketches, uh, finishing that up this coming week. It's been fun. Um, also, going to post some new comics content as well. Um, so keep a lookout for that on my Instagram. I will definitely do that. I will definitely link your stuff to in this uh, episode. Thank you for coming on. Have a good Halloween. Safe Halloween, guys. He is Nico. I am Slow Chemical, and we are out.